0: 6:13 in Beijing right now.
1: Damn, that's cool. That's wild. That's that's a much different time than it is here. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. Truly, time that is.
2: Some might say like 14 hours off. <laughs>
1: It's like the sun only lights about half of the earth at any given point.
2: Did you have that moment when you were, like, learning about time zones and stuff with, like, the international dateline where you started to think, like, you could fucking time travel if you go around the world fast enough? Yeah, yeah.
3: That's what happens in Superman 2. That happens in Superman 1. Oh, it was 1? Okay, that was 2.
2: Yeah, Superman 2 is the one where they get uh, pressed into the flat world and then sent into space.
4: Right, yeah, of course.
2: The, the fucking negative Oh, zone. Phantom Zone. Phantom Zone, that's what it is.
4: <laughs> the flat world, what? Well,
2: that's how it's depicted. It's like a weird flat thing. They all just get, like, okay. smushed into, like, Mr. Game and Watch, and then shot into space.
3: Ah, oh, you're saying they get shoved into the comic book dimension.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were already in
0: the comic book dimension.
3: Last we left off, <laughs> uh, Nikolai Loring had successfully
1: assassinated all three targets.
2: Hooray! Successfully assassinated all three targets, and we don't need to look any closer at that.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Please do not investigate uh, any failures that may or may not have occurred. Just
2: look at the headline at the top and none of the bullet points below it.
3: (laughs) Please do
1: not read my full debrief. We're going to be playing an AU of that same map set at the same museum. Mm -hmm. And this time there's going to be a new assassin, and there's going to be three different targets. Well, just one different target. (laughs) Well, one different targets, but the two are also swapped around a little
2: bit. Two remixes of the old target. Yes, this is true.
1: Um, Maxi, why don't you tell me about your assassin?
0: So I'm playing uh, The Rival, which is... Let me read the description. Uh, you could have easily been a target yourself. Maybe you have been. Maybe you will be. The only law that matters to you is survival of the fittest. Your targets are in the same business as you. They're your competitors, and you're here to eliminate the competition. You're not one of those cowards who contract someone else to do your dirty work. If you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. So naturally, I will be playing as Francis Blue Ring Dawson documentarian and murderer <laughs> uh, as the rival I get the bonuses familiarity which gives me plus one to all unlock rolls. walking around money which just gives me $10,000 in cash and royal aura which gives me a bonus to deceive roles against the proletariat and when disguised as the bourgeoisie uh, but minus one when disguised as the proletariat uh, and then the perks I've taken are fake death. Accomplice, which uh, is alabaster-wise director of photography, Gwendolyn Andhausen. Uh, Hydrophile, which gives me a bonus to any role that involves the use of water. Uh, Poisoner, which gives me a special one-use emetic poison. Parkour, and Lucky, because Lucky seems really good to have.
1: (laughs) Sure is. (laughs) All right, Iris. You're not. You're no longer
3: the assassin. You've introduced a target. Indeed, uh, Mr. Dawson. Uh, there will be a new target for you to uh, assassinate on this map. Her name is Rebecca Moore. To most of the world, Moore is a reclusive, eccentric billionaire shipping magnate with a love of art and history, who makes frequent and extravagant donations to some of the most famous museums in the world. While all this is technically true, it very much brushes the unpleasant details under the rug. In reality, Moore's mostly legitimate shipping business serves as a very convenient front for an extensive smuggling operation of art and artifacts. She then sells those smuggled goods to interested third parties, after picking out the one she wants to keep for her personal collection, of course. Multiple organizations throughout the world have attempted to shut down this side business of hers, but Moore is a cautious woman who runs a tight ship, which makes admissible evidence difficult to come by. Even in the rare occasions a lawsuit is brought against her company, it's not too difficult to simply make it stall out. Her primary goal uh, in this map uh, will be to uh, use the lab that was once inhabited by uh, Maxi's previous target uh, to appraise uh, the ar- uh, some new artifacts that she's just got in to uh, verify their authenticity and determine their value. Uh, She, of course, has a couple flaws. Uh, she has give me a minute, um, which means that, uh, when she has completed an important goal, uh, she must go to a particular spot in the map, uh, to relax and bask in a moment of triumph, uh, and basically be, be alone. Uh, the spot that, uh, Rebecca Moore will be going to is, uh, a wing of the Arboretum that she's rented out that just happens to be filled with especially beautiful, rare, and poisonous specimens. <laughs> Uh, she also has an important appointment. Uh, she is here to meet with an oil baron named Wilson Black, a prospective buyer uh, for a um, an original uh, copy of Claude Monet's The Artist's Garden at uh, Giverny. Um, Moore herself is quite fond of the painting, but doesn't have much space for it in any of her mansions. Uh, and Black's offer is quite generous, so she has not rejected it out of hand uh, and instead wants to meet him to make sure that uh, he is worthy of owning the painting. Uh, she doesn't know much about him, but she does know that he will be wearing a blue three piece suit and a tie decorated with water lilies. Uh, in terms of her features, um, she has uh, as someone who is quite paranoid, uh she has a she has a dead man switch. On her uh so there is a she has a chip uh implanted in her that monitors her heartbeat uh, and if it notices that her heart has stopped for more than a minute, uh it will detonate a bomb that she has placed inside the lab to basically el- eliminate any uh basically eliminate any evidence of wrongdoing. Uh, and also prevent anyone else from stealing the stealing her her toys. Basically, uh, also she has the feature make a deal, uh, which means that if. Uh if I meet the assassin and become aware of them, I may offer them a deal to spare my life in addition to in exchange for helping them kill any remaining targets.
1: Okay, sounds interesting. Um, Ty, you're still playing Earl Shipman, but he has a bit of a different acting theme this time around.
4: Earl Shipman, oh no, I don't know who that is. I am El Capitan. <laughs> uh, Earl Shipman has fully descended into his role as El Capitan for his movement The Shipman. Uh <laughs> a you know part of this? Uh, I forgot. You have to come up with the primary goal. I've decided the primary goal right now is get drunk at this party and get dragged out to boost the uh, the records for the movie that's coming out. Is to promote the movie by causing shenanigans and being captaining <laughs> uh,
3: So this is the this is the any news is good news sort of approach to promoting
4: mm-hmm, a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Oh, so, so is the NFT village not part of him anymore?
4: No, no. I, I guess he could still be there, and he still might have money, but this one, this one's going to be more uh, ship-based.
2: Right, right.
3: I mean, there could be now be an exhibit of, like, a full-scale model of, like, a, a, a ship now.
2: <laughs> right, this little Capitan can get real ships and not uh, the NFTs of ships.
3: Yes, yeah, so I'm imagining that where the NFT
1: city was, there's not just a huge, accurate, like, 17th century whaling ship. And it's like supposed to be technically tied in with uh,
4: the new whale exhibit, but it's mostly just a party where people get drunk. <laughs> yes, love it. Uh, also, you know his bad habit is high-proof rum. On the on the set of this this film, he's been being drunk and belligerent at uh, at his crew members. It's been bad. Uh, the nem his has a nemesis. Uh, turns out. Uh, one of his past actors was, uh, or one of the people from one of his past shows did not like, uh, him spreading his blood all over the place. And, uh, <laughs> as this person in charge of making sure people don't spread pathogens, uh, they are now undercover as the Dracula guy to, uh, to extract their revenge for this, for Earl Shipman's flagrant disrepute <laughs> of, uh, OSHA laws, um...
2: Glad that the thing that's still constant is uh, this actor creates a bizarrely high number of Hascon situations. That's <laughs> Hasmat situations. It needs
4: to be stopped, and that's why there's a nemesis here. Anyway, uh, his well-trained guards are the shipmen. Just a bunch of people also dressed up like sailors that are uh, <laughs> been training with him on uh, the set. Does anybody have a good suggestion for body double? I did body double last. I don't know if I want to do that again. Anyone have anything else? It's not. I can still do it again, but.
2: Could take rival if uh, you've done some hitmanning yourself. You, you are very method.
4: Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Rival. For, right. for,
3: you, you did like your universe's version of John Wick, and you just straight up became
4: John Wick for a bit. Uh-huh. To prepare I'm thinking for the role. That
2: you adopted a puppy just to get it killed, so you knew what that felt yeah. like.
4: Uh, also, what was the story about those two actors that got into a weird thing where <laughs> there was, I think it was from like the 1800s, where there was this actors duel, where it's like, well, American actors can't compete with British actors, and started causing riots like, to I, their yeah, fans. I, I think there's something like that. He really leaned into that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sounds good. That means uh, the assassin takes
1: minus two in attempting to deceive you. Um, Luke, tell me about Alabaster Y in this AU.
2: Uh, so yeah, Alabaster Y, uh, known as Dr. Y, largely still the same. Um, the main difference is that instead of, uh, investing in, uh, absurdly, like, overkill security guards, uh, in this version of the map, he has decided to invest that money instead in a new project that will enable him to live forever, quote-unquote, educating children for generations to come through digital immortality which, um, so, uh, below the laboratory, underneath the museum, so sort of the second-level basement, there is, uh, a huge server room. Presumably all those servers that were preoccupied with mining NFTs in the last version of this map are now dedicated to hosting his incredible mind. Uh, in the event of his death, he will be uploaded to them, at which point they are going to start trying to, um hack the museum's network in order to, uh, distribute his consciousness across every connected device, uh, connecting him to all laptops and smartphones in the museum and spreading from them like a virus until, uh, just (laughs) his mind exists in the cloud.
3: Oh my God! He's gonna—he's gonna be like a combo of Max Headroom and Beekman from Beekman's <laughs> World. That's gonna horrifying. Say,
4: Okay, Ult- I was gonna say Ultron and Beekman, but this is better. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ultron would require more malice. This guy's just, like, a narcissistic idiot, which I think is more of a Max Headroom vibe.
2: Uh-huh. uh-huh. I am still pretty malicious. Maybe not Ultron malicious, but nevertheless. Yeah, I could get there someday if you give me time.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. And you also took a make-a-deal, right?
2: I didn't because I saw that Iris already had it. Oh,
3: because it's still there. Oh, uh, my bad. I meant to I'm, delete We could that. both have make-a-deal. That would be funny.
2: You know what? That would be funny. Let's do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so Mr. Dawson, mm-hmm. you begin at the same place at last time in the fountain in front of the museum. There's still the high school students loitering. You can see the parking garage entrance to your right. You can see the enormous whaling ship behind the west wing of the museum to your left, <laughs> and the students are complaining about uh, their teacher who's apparently throwing up in the bathroom or something.
0: All right, uh, do I know how to find Wilson Black? Uh, the buyer that Moore has?
1: Uh, I don't think you can see him from here, but he is just, like, a regular attendee. He'd probably be in one of the public areas.
0: All right, then I will keep an eye out for him as I make my way to, I guess, uh, where the party is being hosted.
1: Yeah, would you like to go in through the proper entrance or sneak in through the fence? Proper entrance should be fine, you know, I'm rich you walk into the museum you see instead of enormous t-rex skeleton it's enormous uh whale skeleton the sign saying check out our new whaling exhibit to the right and then the sign saying get drunk at the party to the left <laughs> <laughs> so you go to the entrance to the uh the party and it is a 50 ticket
0: oh i can
3: afford that easy easily You have walking around money.
0: Just going to strike through 10,000 on the spreadsheet.
3: (laughs) I love that you named it that, by the way.
0: (laughs) It is now $9,950 in cash. (laughs) I
1: I chose that number just because, like, that seems like enough money to bribe a few
3: people.
2: Right. You you have effectively limited money unless you want to do something ridiculous.
3: (laughs) Send the leftovers as a check to Oreos. (laughs) Like (laughs) that?
1: Yeah, you uh, you walk up the ramp to the whaling ship. Ty, can you describe this party for me? Yeah,
4: yeah I think it's like, ah, oh man, I still want to keep it very like hipstery. It's like a fucking old school ass. Uh, the inside is all rusted, are made to look rusted. A bunch of dudes with like huge mustaches. Uh, there's like harpoons everywhere. <laughs> Ooh, harpoons, <laughs> huh? Um, yeah, there's harpoons everywhere. There's like a, a bunch of like those mini tables, those like high top mini tables that people are just around like mingling and drinking. Um, anything else in here I can think of? Oh, yeah, there's also a giant anchor um, that is just like um, how do I say this? Just like as a centerpiece of this room. And it's like every you know, a spot for people to take pictures with the anchor from El Capitan. And where is El Capitan at this moment? He is, let me see, I think he's like smoothing with a bunch of like Hollywood people, like saying, uh, yes, yes, you know, the thing about acting, the thing about, you know, being the captain of a ship is that you must know your, your crew, you know, it's a lot like being an actor and he like winks. <laughs> uh, if you don't know it was a bad crew, you're, you're lost at sea and you would be drowning in pages. Surely you all know what that's like, huh? <laughs> He's, like, trying to make a bunch of, like, ship puns to uh, a bunch of rich people that maybe don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you, you can see all this party. You can see that there's a some guy in, like, a Dracula costume that's kind of, like, muttering to himself at the bar. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, Yeah, no, I need to go to the bar anyway, so I might as well sidle up beside him. Penny, for your thoughts.
1: Um, s- 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 Errol Shipman is a fucking asshole. Is that so? I've always heard that he was a real
0: nice guy. Beloved throughout Hollywood.
1: Do you remember that movie he did, The, the, the Jester?
0: Yes, I do recall. That was uh, a couple years ago as I... Uh... Right? That was the one?
1: Yeah, the, the won the Best Actor award, but you know what they didn't say. He sent condoms full of blood to all his coworkers, and I was the doctor on set, and they blamed me for the biohazard. Now all I can do is get a shitty Dracula museum job telling kids about blood. Hmm,
0: that sounds unfortunate.
1: I wish I could turn into a big bat and just bite his head off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, bud, who, who among us, am I right? <laughs>
3: Hang
0: on, I, I'm thinking how I want to play this. Uh, let me look at rival uh, or aspiring nemesis.
1: At some point in the game, this person will make an attempt on the Earl's life. But he will not be successful unless you intervene to make it successful.
0: I see. All right, uh, I have an idea. Listen, I'll tell you what. Uh, you see him over there, laughing it up. <laughs>
4: Nothing like life on the sea. <laughs> Listen, I don't wanna.
0: I don't wanna cast aspersions, but uh, a man's liver can only take so much. You follow
1: me? What are you saying? I'm
0: just saying. Uh, it might lead to some very tragic results if he were to drink a little more than he could handle. On that note, uh, bartender, mm-hmm. uh, may I have a bottle of your finest rum, please?
1: Here you go, bud.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much.
1: It is a uh, 180 proof rum. Fantastic. Oh my lord. <laughs> Barely any room
2: for the rum. <laughs>
0: I'm going to get up and I'm going to head over to the people who are schmoozing with Shipman. I'm going to like, El Capitan, it's fantastic seeing you.
4: Ah, yes, I assume one of my many fans.
0: Oh, absolutely. Honestly, I've been following your career ever since your debut role in... Uh, it, was, it was this historical romance. I want to say it was set during the Regency period. Uh, you were fantastic in that. Uh, anyway, I've, I've heard that you've been sampling the rum around here.
4: <laughs> yes, I'm a bit of a connoisseur.
0: Well, uh, if you don't mind, I would love to get a drink with you. I've got some of the good stuff myself, and uh, I feel like it's only fair to pay you back for such a long and storied career. Oh,
4: all right, I want to pause right here. Because Rival says, uh, you take, uh, blah, 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 negative two when attempting to deceive you. Would this be a deceive? He's just inviting you to drink, right?
0: I mean, I do
2: have a distinct ulterior motive, though. Yeah, he's not inviting him to drink. He's inviting him to get somewhere private to kill him. <laughs> no 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 I'm inviting him to
0: drink I'm just planning on getting him so drunk that when somebody else tries to kill him he won't be able to resist
1: I'm just wondering if, if Earl would have any reason to doubt his motives at, at this juncture because especially because of his bad habit with uh, high proof rum I'm gonna say no
4: I'm gonna say no I'm gonna say he's like yes a drinking kind well if you're buying then (laughs) they say on the sea there's only two currencies and that is blood and rum and uh quite frankly uh i'm looking to keep all my blood today
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes that sounds listen uh just pull up a chair uh and i think I forgot my guy's name. I think uh, Dawson will make his way to a table, ideally a bit away from the bar itself, because he doesn't want Dracula to screw this up for him. Uh, and he's just going to pour a couple of glasses of this very high proof rum. Uh,
4: fucking Earl Shipman is going to. Is we're Are we gonna glasses or shots? Are we doing shots?
0: <laughs> up to you. I'm good with either.
4: I think he wants to do shots for the for the sake of uh. You like your drink as well? Shot competition, one for one shot competition. You like trying to get the crowd into it? Shot competition, shot competition, shot Shot competition, shot competition, competition. shot Shot competition.
0: competition. competition. All right, so yeah, I am going to pour two shot glasses of this extremely high proof rum. And when uh, we knock it back, I am going to attempt to <laughs> I'm gonna do the Emperor's New Groove thing and just kind of like try and spritz it off to the side so it looks like I'm drinking it from the right angle. <laughs> but I'm actually not.
1: <laughs> sure. Just to be clear, you haven't poisoned this rum or anything. Is this just regular rum?
0: No, it's very alcoholic rum. Cannot emphasize this enough.
1: Okay, I mean... <laughs> I do think if I should... What would even happen if Earl caught you not... Drink- I mean...
0: <laughs> it'd be a real party foul.
2: It would be a real party foul, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Give me a deceiver all on that one. And, and this is the penalty,
0: right? Uh, I think I take minus two, but then I get plus one from uh, uh-huh. Royal Aura, because my starting disguise does count as... Being a member of the bourgeoisie. Uh So 2d6 minus 1. Alright, well that's a 5, so that's not great for me. Uh oh.
4: You scallywag! He like shoves you. Uh oh. Guards, get this man, get this out of here! I feel like that fan wants to drink with me, this high quality one, the only time we can. uh, He like is just frustrated. He pours another and like downs it and says, get this, get this imposter out of here! Boo, I want to see a shot competition! Does anyone here, mind you, that have the, the true heart of the sea?
0: <laughs> Alright, I'm just gonna let the guards escort me off, and I am going to leave the bottle of expensive rum right there on the table for him.
4: A violation of sea law! <laughs> sure. Your
1: disguise is now compromised for everyone at the party. <laughs> okay. They will not let you back in for breaking the party rules.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> Rebecca, where, where are you Sue? So? I think I'm currently uh, in my in the in the lab area where uh, Francis James uh, Dawson was when he was a target. Um, I'm currently looking over a I want to say a, a probably a tablet that was recently taken from uh, mexico and i'm basically just making sure running some tests uh using the the chemicals here and various x-ray and and other scanning equipment uh, to make sure this is uh legitimate and also to try and read uh any writing that is that is on it okay and where are you doing this I think there, there, there is like a laboratory. Uh, where was the lab last time? It was like...
2: It was like in the basement.
3: Okay, yeah. It was like to the basement that was con- that was connected to the Arboretum, I think, right? It was directly connected? Yes. Yeah. So basically downstairs from the Arboretum. Okay. And um,
1: so you, you can see uh, Rebecca Moore down there, Francis. And where is Alabaster Y right now?
2: Uh, He is in his studio. I think, uh, you know, the show has gotten on the road, and he is just sort of standing in front of a uh, sort of like a black felt surface behind him as he goes, all right, kids, well, today we're going to learn all about color. I've got these different colored flashlights, and see, I can shine this green light here, and you see it's green, and then I can shine uh, this yellow light, and they'll combine and make, and he just kind of like looks back and sees that it made like, what does that make, like, cyan? It's like, oh, hold. Wait, I know, no. that's not it. Fuck, I should have looked this up. I'm doing, I'm doing in real life what I'm trying to do is a bit. <laughs> RG, no, what is fuck? right, yellow is not a primary color in RGB color theory. <laughs> green and blue make cyan. Let me take that over.
0: No, I like the idea that he has a green light and a yellow light, and it just
2: stays green. Yeah, you know, I thought I was Well, that's not how that's... Oh, cut! Hey, these lights are fucking broken. (laughs) They're not working right. What do you mean, sir? Well, they're supposed to be... What, green and yellow make what? Orange? It's not orange. I I don't think that's how that works. I think... Which one of us is the doctor? Uh, Ah, you are, sir. That's right! So go find me some lights that... Fuck! He looks at the kids. Fucking work! I couldn't think of another word.
1: Okay, um, Francis, you can see some sort of beleaguered employee walk out of uh, Dr. Y's studio, and you can see the red silhouette of Rebecca Moore in her lab. Uh, where do you want to go?
0: Hmm, let me think. I think right now I still want to see if I can track down Wilson Black. I might check out the uh, impressionist section of the art gallery.
1: Yeah, they have all sorts of like uh, impressionist, you know. The the, the the they're like frame painting of scenes from anime that you would use as your wallpaper mm-hmm. uh and you can see a man with a uh three piece blue suits and a uh tie decorated with water lilies staring at like uh, the McDonald's restaurant from like your name
0: uh does he happen to have any kind of beverage with him
3: hmm yeah I think he has. Oh, what would this guy be drinking? A blue Powerade. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good suggestion. Yes, he's drinking blue Powerade.
0: All right, I am going to attempt to slip my emetic poison into his Powerade while he is wrapped with attention at this Wick
1: <laughs> Yeah, he's sitting on the bench, staring at Wick Donalds with his blue Powerade open. Give me a, a uh, sneak roll to uh, do this stealthily.
0: All right, does this count as uh, taking plus one for hydrophile?
1: I would say so, yeah. All right, that's an eight. An eight. Okay, I think uh, you you get it in and he doesn't notice, but one of the one of the uh, guards that's just watching, like not an armed one, just a regular, what a security guard would actually be, walks up to you and is like, uh, what are you doing? Uh, I was just observing this painting
0: of a McDonald's, my good man. Sorry, a Wickdonald's. It's a W instead of an M, you see.
1: Okay, but you know what? I saw you do that, right?
0: Let's see me do what, sir?
1: Okay, let's let's get you out of here. And he starts uh, escorting you out of the Impressionist Anime Wallpapers exhibit.
0: All right. Yeah, as soon as I'm out, uh, I'm just going to, like, casually wait by the entrance until I hear, like, groaning and a man walks past me towards the bathroom. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, you can uh, you can see he drank the Powerade, and he's going like, mm, oh, oh, and he clutches his stomach and limps towards the bathrooms.
0: All right, yeah, I'm going to follow a little bit behind him, and then once he goes into the restroom, I'm going to follow him in, in the classic Hitman fashion.
1: Luckily, this is a very progressive museum, and they're all one-occupancy, non-gendered restrooms.
0: Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You can see him uh, crouching down and puking over the toilets.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to uh, attempt to knock him out. Okay, sure. Uh, I I guess I feel like attempting to partially drown him in the toilet would not really be feasible. So I'm just going to like bang his head against the wall. Sure, yeah. Give me a roll. All right. Yeah, that I think is a nine. All right. Uh, I think maybe I unintentionally kill my victim.
4: I was gonna say you knock him against the wall, <laughs> a blood vessel pops in his brain and he dies immediately. <laughs> <laughs> or like
3: you forgot that there was like a uh, like a coat hanger there. Oh no, God! You know how bathroom stalls have.
0: Oh God! <laughs>
3: <laughs> or is that too dark?
2: <laughs> I mean, listen, yeah. he's
0: dead either way. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna be honest. I think uh, when I see that he is definitely bleeding more than i expect probably at bare minimum concussed enough to lead to permanent brain damage i think dawson's just gonna be like and kind of like shove his face into the toilet water that is also full of puke
1: keep in mind that the clothes on the dead person are ruined and cannot be worn
0: oh shit that's no good
1: now since you know that do you want to pick a different uh consequence if you're nine
0: i think somebody sees me do it but not who i knocked out and my disguise is now fully compromised
1: so yeah i think someone saw didn't notice who walked in but they saw you walk in after someone else and then they heard a like loud bang loud bang and a scream <laughs> so they they call for the security guards and they're like uh what are you wearing francis
0: Uh, I imagine just a fairly standard three-piece suit, uh, black and white. Nothing too special, but it's designer, of course.
1: Yeah, the security guards are now on alert for a man of your description in a black and white uh, three-piece suit, who also was the guy who cheated at the shit party. (laughs) (laughs) And really, isn't that the greater
0: crime? (laughs) So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, in addition to disguising myself as the now unconscious, uh, Wilson Black, can I dress him in my clothes?
1: Yeah, I think you can do
3: that.
0: All right, yeah, I'm just gonna leave him there, and if anybody, like, puts two and two together, I'll claim it was (laughs) self-defense.
3: Damn, looks like this guy slipped and hit his head on- on the wall and just instantly died.
0: (laughs) No, he's still alive, technically.
2: They really should let you put your clothes on somebody else in Hitman.
0: <laughs> I mean, listen, if we're, if we're going by Hitman rules, he would just have my suit next to him on the ground. And right, in a like, little laundry bag. would be like, what the fuck is going on here? You can also
1: <laughs> stuff him in the <laughs> linen closet if you'd like.
0: Yeah, sure, why not?
1: <laughs> okay, you're walking out of the bathroom. You are disguised as, um... The person that Rebecca Moore has an an important
3: appointment with.
0: All right, now let me think about if there's anything else I want to uh, do in advance to prepare for this.
3: I think you gain an inventory item of that guy's cell phone and it has like uh, a text message history that you can easily reply to.
0: Now, did he have the Powerade with him?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think he left it behind on the bench.
1: Damn.
0: You poisoned it! (laughs) No, that's not what I need it for. Uh, All right, in that case, I will briefly stop off at the cafe. I just want to get some water. Just like a bottle of expensive museum water.
1: Currently, a lot of the water has been pumped towards the expensive ship exhibit, so now bottles of water are 20 bucks.
2: Yeah, I'll take one of those. <laughs> I'm imagining in addition to that, though, there's a stupid, like, you know, $200 bottle of water. that like, Oh, yes, water filtered through dinosaur fossils. Oh, God. A true prehistoric flavor.
1: This water was extracted from the bones of an ancient whale. <laughs> do you want to get the $20 uh, Dasani, or do you want to get the $2,000 whale walk?
0: Can I get one of each and some shrimp nachos? <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure, the shrimp nachos are like five bucks.
0: Hell Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, they must be on sale. Okay, so I'm going to do i uh, I'm going to do a little point-and-click adventure puzzle. <laughs> okay, I'm, go- I'm going to yeah. pick out the shrimp and put it in the really expensive water. Like, like just a bottle of water with shrimp floating in it?
3: Yeah. Sh- Shrimp-infused water.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm just gonna let that steep for a while, and then with both of those bottles of water, I throw away the rest of the nachos. With both of those bottles of water, I'm going to go up to the um, gallery and await... uh, Well, I guess I won't await the appointment. I will call uh, Rebecca Moore, and I will tell her that I am ready to discuss the transaction.
1: Rebecca Moore, you receive a phone call, which is considered very rude these days for your generation.
3: (laughs) Uh, I'm going to uh, tap decline and immediately text him uh, text him back like use your thumbs <laughs> how old is uh, is uh, Walter, Wilson rather oh w- Wilson um, I think he's probably like 50, how old is Rebecca Rebecca's like 32 probably there's a generational divide here <laughs>
0: I'll, I will respond to her text message using too many ellipses. I will be like, sorry, dot, dot, dot. I'm in the gallery, dot, dot, dot. If you want to discuss the works of Claude Modet, dot, dot, dot.
3: OMG, be there in a minute. So I
1: guess uh, both of you are heading back to the gallery. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, since um, since you're disguised as Wilson, you can just go get his Powerade. Oh, damn, I
0: wasted $20 on a Dasani. <laughs> It's okay. I'll take the Powerade too.
3: (laughs) You're gonna be very hydrated. You have three different uh, water bottles. One of which is poisoned with shrimp essence. Uh, God, I just realized I didn't think about what Rebecca Moore would actually be wearing. (laughs) Probably like just a business suit or something.
2: I was gonna say she's not like um, she's into like classical paintings. Not you know, yeah, probably just a fancy, just a nice suit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Rebecca. I liked it, like because I only shared about fifty percent of my thoughts, just that it made me sound like, yeah, no, obviously people that like classical paintings dress nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, so both of you stand in front of the uh, painting of Claude Monet from the Fete Day Night series, <laughs> who is like an anime girl with like white hair and like a a, a big comically oversized
3: palette. <laughs> I can't believe you're using using my own proclivities against me.
0: I'll be honest, as far as anime girls go, I've always been more of a Da Vinci fan.
3: You say to Rebecca? Yes. Rebecca raises her eyebrow just like a hair. And then, like, without looking at you, still just direct, looking, staring directly at the painting, does an ever-so-slight nod in approval and says, I didn't think you to be a man of such culture.
0: <laughs> uh, there's more to life than simply business. I find it important to keep abreast of the newest developments in society. Though, of course, the classics are still something I can appreciate.
3: Of course. Why... Why do you want the painting?
0: Well, I'll be honest. I've been trying for a while to develop a well-rounded collection. Something that can suit any particular aesthetic or financial need I have. But I've always had a proclivity for water. And, well, obviously, Giverny doesn't have much in the way of water. But I have always been a fan of the water lilies. So I suppose if I'm to branch out, this is a fairly small step that can still lead to something world-shattering.
3: Hmm. Do you know why I am fond of Impressionism, Mr. Black?
0: Well, I would be very interested in hearing.
3: When you view an Impressionist painting up close, it appears as as just random dots of color. There is no shape to it. But when you view it from afar, when you see the wider picture, the full thing, you realize the dots are not real. They are there for a reason, each one perfectly in its place, as one part of a greater whole. The organization is beautiful to me. It's how I try to live my life and work my business. When looked upon closely, there does not seem to be any correlation. But from my view, at the top, everything works out for me.
0: I am going to surreptitiously uh, spill a bit of water where I expect her to step next. And I will say, I think that's a very good attitude, as long as you make sure to remain at the top. And I would like to attempt to uh, assassinate her.
1: (laughs) Okay, so to be clear, you're trying to make her like spill and crack her head open. Yep. Okay. And because you're a hydrophile, you know the exact uh, angle at which to make her slip. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) For first, give me your raw die. Okay. Uh, raw, that is a seven. Okay, so you have plus one from Hydrophile. Mm-hmm. Tali, plus. His target is
3: alone. You're not really alone. There's like... You're in an exhibit. Yeah, there's there's like a bunch of other people around. Well, not, not maybe like a bunch, but, you know, people passing by, looking at the other paintings. There's, there's a decent crowd. The target is distracted. Would you say she's distracted by the painting? Yeah, yeah. I think she's not really a people person, so she's mostly just trying to uh, ignore him and is more paying attention to the paintings.
1: Okay, basking in the moment of triumph. Not
3: really. Yeah, the triumph has not occurred
1: yet. <laughs> Uh, it would look like an accident. You're near the target. Did you make a morbidly ironic line? I
3: made like three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Sure.
1: Okay, let's go through the minuses. The target's not aware of an assassin. The target, I mean, the target can see you, I
3: guess. That's
2: probably something to clarify in the rules, whether they see you in disguise, like how, if that counts or not.
3: Yeah, because I think uh, I think the way we're doing it with Nikolai is that they had to like, see me and be aware that I was an assassin or at least someone of suspicion like if I was just some dude or someone they were expecting the way I was thinking this is like if you come up to someone
1: with a gun and they can see you they will be a little more like on edge or on guard right Um, But I guess if if she didn't see
3: him like spill the water. Yeah, I I guess the question here would be like, is there is there a chance I'd see him spill the water? And I guess that that would lead to the negative one because there is a chance that I would just see him spill it. Should there be a separate role for that or am I overthinking
1: it? Um, I think we can make a sneak roll on that. See if if you, like, intentionally spilled her if it was just... Or if she saw it at all.
0: All right. Uh, do I take plus one on this as well?
1: Yeah, it's water.
0: All right. Uh, that is a nine.
1: She can see it's there, but she doesn't think there's anything suspicious about it or if it's, like, worthy of notes. Just like, oh, you accidentally spilled your water. Whatever. Ah, oh, what a shame. So back to the assassinate. I, I rewrote, uh... The target can see you with the target can see you make the attempts so from her end you're not making an attempt to assassinate her you just spilled some water mm-hmm. okay someone besides the target who wants them to live can see you i'll write that make the attempts no someone who wants the target to live can see them i think people don't hate rebecca if uh if they saw her slipping someone might try to like
3: save her yeah as far as most of these people know i am a respected member of the uh a respected appreciator and philanthropist of the arts so i think that
1: tallies up till plus four minus two so plus two and what was your role maxi uh
0: that was i believe i rolled a seven yeah
2: yeah
1: okay so that's a nine on the assassinate so i think rebecca you get up and you slip on this water puddle. You were careless because you were too enraptured by the painting. You didn't pay attention to where your feet were, and you do slip and bang your head on the ground, but then a security guard managed to rush over in time to, like, pick you up immediately and uh, take you to, like, the medical tent. So you were, you took one HP from taking a pretty good hit to the head.
3: You're bleeding a little from your forehead, but you're, you're still alive. <laughs> Okay, uh, Excel is treating my my injury as a date again. <laughs> <laughs> I have been, I have been injured to January second of twenty twenty two. Oh shit. Wilson, how do you react to Rebecca being shuffled away to
1: the medical tents?
0: Hmm, it's not ideal, but I can't really find an excuse to get into the medical tent. I will wait for the time being. I'll bide my time, and I'll try a different angle momentarily. Uh, meanwhile, I take it El Capitan is still at the party?
4: Hello, everyone. I hope you are enjoying this, uh this detour in the world of assassinations it's got more of an improvisational freeform feel I understand that's not for everybody um, but I really hope you're enjoying what we're putting down
2: by the way, oh hey, by the way, I'm
4: Jimmy Spaghetti lawyer to the stars don't worry, you haven't got to me yet I'm a big part of the pasta overse it's unimportant right now I'm here to shout out you guys for, for supporting the podcast by the way, I really support what you do uh, and what you do is what you're doing right now. Listen to the podcast. Uh, we only uh, we only do this because, uh, well, we only do it because it's fun, but hearing your reactions and the fan response and the fan nod, it really keeps us going. Uh, what also keeps us going is your friendly donations. Uh, if you have not already, if you're just kind of getting this on the free feed, we also have a Patreon at Ilan Playtest slash uh, dot com our patreon slash eidolon playtest uh you can uh subscribe at the one three five or if you're feeling especially ballsy ten dollar level uh and we have uh prizes uh, prizes is that what you call it I, I, I would be services rendered maybe products commodities anywho we have uh, uh uh bonuses for our very special donors at these each of these tiers for example, at the one dollar level, you will get the ability to uh to transverse time and get the episode a week earlier a week earlier, so you get to know all the hot exclusives before your friends uh also at the one dollar tier you get all right whereas at the three dollar per month bonus tier, you get behind the scenes contents at three dollars a month. you get access to the same early episodes as a supporter tier, but in addition to a monthly bonus podcast where Luke and Molly discuss the design of the game. I'm, this is my accent's getting weird. Uh, the design of the game, and chances, they're making in response to the playtests. You'll also get access to GM's notes by Luke for every episode that's already been posted. At the $5 tier, if you got that extra $2 a month, an extra, you know, cup of coffee or whatever, uh, at the $5 a month, you re- receive immediate immediate just put it right in your hand access to the current draft of Eidolon become your belt self as well as updated drafts every time we make major revisions to the game keys keep please keep in mind that it's still a work in progress and then some of the game could still very well have some yeah, let's say design flaws uh In fact, we'd love to hear any feedback you have about it. When you subscribe to this tier, we'll provide you with an email address you can send any criticisms or suggestions to. As an additional bonus, we'll also read out the names of the $5 backers at the end of each episode of the podcast. And lastly, the $10 tier, the grab bag. For $10 a month, you get an access far beyond the access. Allowed at the $1 and $3 and $5 tier. At the $10 tier, a whole new world opens up to you at the grab bag. Yes, for $10 a month, you get access to the grab bag. Each month, we'll upload some kind of bonus content exclusive to this tier. This will usually take the form of bonus podcasts or perhaps video content, but it will vary over time. Sometimes you can't get more than a single monthly release on this tier. Very rarely a month will go by without any new release at all. More than anything, this tip represents a tip jar, a way for you to give us a little extra support if you're enjoying the show. Most grab bag bonus contents won't be directly related to the main show, and will always instead be a way for us to share and explore interests tangential to Eidolon. Sometimes it'll just be for a platform for us to experiment with weird or silly bullshit. Also, the soundtracks for season one, two, and first interlude are all available at the $5 tier, but all other soundtracks are available at the grab bag tier. All right. So I hope you've enjoyed this ad break. I once again cannot thank you enough for being listeners to this podcast. It gives us all such joy that we can do this every week. I also am enjoying that you are enjoying the world of assassination. It's a, it's a weird one. (laughs) We kind of, we're on some, uh, some loopy energy on this one, but yeah, uh, Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a podcast donor. Thank you for being a listener. Uh, I hope you uh, keep continuing enjoying this episode. Uh, See you next time. Bye. El
1: Capitan, you do have a bad habit for high-proof rum. It doesn't seem like you have any uh, other goals to achieve at this time. So, would it be fair to say you've just kind of been drinking?
4: Yeah, I think when we cut back, like the uh, the bottle is empty, and there's like a it's like messy on the bar. There's like two shot glasses have been broken. Ah, yes, the captain is full of fu- Who wants to duel? He draws us a, a blade. Who wants to duel? Duel your captain.
1: The, uh, Dracula... Guy in the Dracula costume gets
4: up and says, I'll duel you, so-called shit man. Ha ha ha! That's the spirit! Fetch me my dueling sword. This is a fake sword. I need another sword exquisitely for dueling. Fetch it for me. <laughs> he's leaning on the bar uh as some guys
1: go to fetch uh, his swords francis you can see the red silhouette back on the ship of uh earl shipman making dueling motions practicing getting warmed up
0: all right uh if the duel were to happen now uh would would the vampire win or uh would it still be a failed attempt on his part,
1: it would still be a failed attempt on his part.
0: Okay, I am going to now return to the party, buy a new ticket because I'm <laughs> a different man now. <laughs> you are a different
1: man. <laughs> yeah, I think you have
4: 77.50 left by my math
0: okay uh and then so describe the uh party area again real quick for me uh
4: yeah there's a bunch of like harpoons and like whaling stuff on the wall it's like you know it looks like a like an applebee's what's like a bunch of kitschy stuff on the wall but it's all like ah this is an authentic whaling harpoon uh there's a giant anchor in the center and a bunch of those little high top tables with people drinking
0: is there perhaps
2: an animatronic whale with functioning blowhole
4: (laughs) why of course why of course Oh my
2: god. <laughs> yeah, come on, don't be stupid. There's, like, I didn't even need to say that.
0: Alright, I'm going to, uh, walk into the party, and I'm gonna be like, oh, there's a there's a duel going on, how exciting. And I am going to casually sidle up against the animatronic whale. I am going to slip and fall backwards. <laughs> And tilt the whale in such a way that when it blo- when its blowhole goes off, it is going to hit Earl Shipman in the back with a jet of water. <laughs> <laughs> is this a gun attack?
1: No, because you're not you're not in combat with him. I think um what you have set up is some kind of accident to assassinate him. So I think w- what you're describing is like once the duel starts. Earl's going to be hit by the blowhole and get, like,
4: stabbed by Dracula. Yes. Very bold of you to challenge me to (gasps) swordsmanship's. Swordsmanship's, man, I ship. Me, you are going to die. (laughs) Do
1: you even remember
4: me, Earl?
1: (laughs) Do you remember what you did on the gesture?
4: I did acting is what I did, and I think I did it pretty well. He, like, turns to the crowd. (laughs) He's holding the sword, like waggling it at the Dracula guy <laughs> one of the people in the crowd says
1: we
2: love you shit man <laughs>
1: they fired me for your biohazard you ruined my life and now I'm gonna make you pay and I think the way the scene will uh, go on depends on your assassinate roll Maxi
0: okay uh, let me roll 2d6 oh that's no good <laughs> Uh oh.
1: What's the raw?
0: <laughs> Two? <gasps> <Ooh. laughs> okay, let's sock uh, it uh, No, let me let me look let me look at this roll. Um, I think it is literally impossible for me to succeed. <laughs> we don't even need to tally these up because he's not alone. He doesn't believe the assassin is dead. Uh and I didn't say a more ironic line, so the maximum I could get is plus four, which would bring it to six.
1: What about your hydrophile? Oh,
0: I do have hydrophile, you're right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you've you've been using that one. You've been you've been role playing as a
0: hydrophile. thank you for reminding me because that is why I decided to go for the whale.
1: Okay, so let's see. Plus one from hydrophile. Um, I would say the target is distracted. Mm-hmm. It would look like an accident. I think since you like fell off the edge of the boat or whatever, you're you're not near the target, so you wouldn't be
2: implicated by this at all.
0: So moment of triumph is, I think, ambiguous.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would say. The moment of triumph would be winning the duel, not starting the duel. Yeah.
0: I mean he could have his opponent at his mercy and then falls forward onto his sword.
1: Oh, that's a good point. That would make sense because Dracula will lose this fight if you do not intervene.
3: That's true. Okay, yeah. That makes sense.
4: <laughs> Can I say that as this duel happens and like Dracula's holding his own, the blowhole blows and fucking shipman's hair just looks great. It just makes him look cool. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Dramatic action shot,
4: and he like disarms this guy. Even drunk, he disarms this uh, this blood scientist, <laughs> and like makes them fall to one knee and puts the sword uh, to their neck. <laughs> you dare face a captain in his own ship, man!
1: <laughs> and so I think the, to- the total
3: tally's plus five minus one.
0: Wait, what's the minus one?
3: Someone who wants a target to live can see them like he's got a whole crowd here
0: All right now if I make if I say a morbidly ironic line
1: That would bring it to a mix yes
0: Okay hang on I need to think (laughs) (laughs) Now would a Moby Dick reference count?
3: Yeah sure I'd say so
0: Fantastic Uh, Then I think right before I am about to fall or maybe after I've fallen but while I'm like Clinging to the side of the whale I just shout FROM HELL'S HEART! STAB AT HIM!
1: (laughs) Okay, so, Earl, you've... You wiped the floor with this Dracula. He was a doctor. He didn't study the blade like you did for your method acting (laughs) career. You've got him on the ground. Your hair looks awesome. You look really hot. you won this duel. You're feeling good. And then, the blowhole of the whale shoots you forward and you are cut by uh Dracula's blade which is still sticking up which brings a like huge gash across your chest you do take one HP from that and then uh as your as your like buddies are helping you up off the floor, Dracula gets up and says, I won, I won. You
4: you make me bleed my own blood. I can't do that. <laughs> this is a fancy line that's I thought that was a dodgeball line. Maybe. No one makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> yes, yes. But anyway, he, like, looks at it, and he looks at this guy, and he's like, doctor? <laughs> he, like, just now gets an image of this guy from the past, and he's, like, squinting and getting angry. And I guess, you know, I think Earl and the Shipman are going to start a barroom brawl. It's gonna just going to, like, try and fight this guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if you fight them, you will once again have the upper hand on him. Uh, Francis, you can hear a, a barroom brawl
3: going up back up on the ship. It's going to baby's day out these assassination attempts.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, I, I'm going to clamber back onto the ship, uh, and I am going to run over to the bar... <laughs> Do a sick ass power slide over it like I'm going over the hood of a car, and I'm just going to hurl a bottle of booze uh, at Shipman, shouting, Dr- Drink it! It will grant
1: you greater strength! Shipman, do you catch this uh, rum and drink it?
4: Yeah, like fucking Popeye. I just <laughs> catch it and like. <laughs> Being more inebriated can only increase my fighting power.
2: Your muscle turns into a little, like, steam engine.
1: <laughs> I think at this point your guards are like, uh, sir, do you want me, do you want us to just
4: drag this guy away? I a captain must go down with his ship. And they're like, what is that? Thing? Wait, that doesn't fit at all. <laughs> and, like, he's he's really playing up the ship puns because I want to... I don't know if I can add, there's also people taking pictures now at this point. Oh,
2: uh, yeah, I think that's interesting. Yeah, and he's
4: just like really playing to the crowd. And like, I think he like kicks the guy in the chest so he's on the ground. And he did a <laughs> Just madly cackling. Okay, I'm
1: thinking about how I want to proceed here. I think because, because France has gotten you so drunk, it's gotten to the point where. Even this man who is much wimpier and weaker than you kind of has a chance, because he's still less drunk than you are, even though he's very drunk, too. He has a little bit uh, better hand-eye coordination. So I think maybe he's going to make a melee attack on you, which will give him a chance. Who rolls in this in this sense? That do I roll? I'm rolling this guy. Uh, <laughs> you roll the three. <laughs> which means that the person he tried to attack would counter him for one HP. (laughs) So I think as you're standing over him, he tries to slash you once again, like, from below, but you are able to grab his sword away from him and throw it back into his chest, killing him.
4: (laughs) Hmm. I'm trying to see how he feels about this. This literally just did a murder
3: um, what how does shipman feel about seeing the <laughs> life of a man drain out of his
4: eyes in front of him Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, he like turns and is like good job on the the prop guy. this guy really sells it
1: uh sir he <laughs> he's really dead what <laughs> what
4: <laughs> yes, the dead. The sea is a harsh mystery. You see, are they? Are are you sure he's dead? Sure, priest. He's
1: <laughs> sir. He is bleeding from his heart. All the color is drained from his face, and he's not moving. He has no pulse.
2: This is the state of Ohio, right? <laughs> uh, yes. Do they have the death penalty up there?
1: Uh I think so.
2: <laughs> Are you trying to argue? Because if they have the death penalty, I'm saying on a long enough timeline, this wasn't ass- a successful assassination.
0: <laughs> okay, but you're forgetting that he's a rich actor,
3: so he'll get off scot-free. Yeah, I think I think uh, the idea is that he cannot be contained by a court of law.
2: Ohio does have the death penalty, I just think we need to think about that.
4: We gotta get out of the state of Ohio, okay? gang. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get...
3: <laughs> we got we got to go to the sea where only maritime law matters
4: uh, ohio is hella landlocked Oh, it's like we gotta unmoor the ship we will sail away
3: on lake michigan
4: <laughs> yeah yeah he wants to sail on lake michigan to michigan
1: where they <laughs> Earl, the crowd was cheering you on before. They were having fun with this fight, but now that they've seen you actually kill an actual man, they've kind of fallen silent, and they're murmuring to each other, and they're, they're waiting for you to break the ice here somehow.
4: Oh, we had to... Sorry, everyone. It's... Seemed things have gotten out of hand. When you live by sea law, you die by sea law, and the sea has taken another... He goes. He goes to the. He goes to the, the dead Dracula and tenderly holds him in his arms and closes his eyes. Sleep well. <laughs> I think some guys come in with a body bag to drag him away.
1: People can't tell if the party's canceled or not.
4: <laughs> I will. I will take my leave of all of you. I. By trust, you will go home to your families. And you all saw it. He attacked me first, De- self-defense. And he—he's gonna fucking book it. <laughs>
1: Francis, you can see uh, Earl Shipman booking it to uh, wherever he's going. You have managed to wound two targets, but not—not uh, not kill them.
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm playing the long game. I'll, we'll get
1: there.
4: <laughs> he does have a lot of d- disabilities, or, or uh, negatives of drunken and murderer. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I'm going to, like, surreptitiously grab some more rum and then make my way out of the
1: party. Um, you can see the same beleaguered employee getting new flashlights for, uh, Dr. Y's studio. Uh, excuse me. Uh, hi. W-
0: what, uh, what are you up to right now?
1: Uh, I'm just getting some flashlights for Dr. Y. I guess the old ones were broken.
0: Oh, well, that's very unfortunate. Uh, I, I would hate to have to give a demonstration with tools that don't work tell me uh is, is there no filming going on right now I don't know if the studio is typically open when you run into technical difficulties like this
1: yeah I mean it's it's a live episode today we got like some high school kids here
0: oh wonderful do you think I might be able to get in the audience as well I've been a fan of dr. wise's work for quite some time now
1: I I mean yeah I don't know I guess if it's open to high school kids it's fine for an adult to sit in.
0: Fantastic. Uh, I am going to head to the studio, and uh, if uh, Gwen Anthausen is there, I am going to approach her.
1: Yeah, I think you can. Uh, you can see Gwen struggling with the the cameras, trying to get the lighting right, as Doctor Y is probably screaming at her.
2: I think right now Doctor Y is on the phone with the manufacturer of the flashes, being like, <laughs> "I have got." Two Crayola crayons right fucking here. Crayola, a brand everybody knows, everybody trusts. You, you're fucking nobody. I take a a blue crayon, I draw it on this paper. I take a yellow crayon, I draw it on this paper. I get green. So why don't your fucking lights work that way, huh?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you could, uh, as Gwen is fiddling with the lights near the back, you, you could approach her.
0: Is-is he not familiar with the difference between additive and subtractive color?
1: You would not believe the things that he's <laughs> unfamiliar with. who are you by the way? Aren't you like the art guy?
0: Oh, uh, no, I just, uh, have a nice suit. I'm-I'm Francis Dawson. Uh, we used to work together. I know it's been a while. Oh! Oh,
1: Frankie!
0: What you been up to, man? Oh, the usual you know globe trotting doing documentaries on various endangered species uh, fundraising for environmental concerns I- I'm sorry i'm I'm being a bit of a braggart right now I really shouldn't do that but uh you know i I would actually probably be able to uh, help him out I obviously I'd have to modify his notes to do that I don't know if he would accept that kind of thing though
1: I uh- Listen, honestly, I'm I'm about ready to quit on the spot, so I'm not gonna stop you from doing anything. I miss working for you, man.
0: Hey, listen, uh, if <laughs> I actually have some projects in the works right now, and if they go all according to plan, you might be able to. Jump back over to my team sooner than you think.
1: Okay, I mean, you just want to see the notes then?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he uses that podium over there, right? I guess it's not a podium, it's... Whatever, that that's where he is, right?
1: That's right, he's on the phone with the flashlight manufacturer right now.
0: Fantastic. If he gives you any more trouble, uh, just try and keep him busy for me, alright? I Listen, I'm doing this as a favor for him, but I know how pissy he can get, so... Yeah, sure. Uh, and I am going to... <laughs> I'm going to go over to a podium or desk or whatever he usually stands, and I'm going to do two things. One, I am going to correct his notes on the nature of color theory. <laughs> and two, uh, I'm assuming he has maybe a little cup of water if he gets thirsty and <laughs> needs to refresh his voice. Yeah, he's definitely got like, uh, like a too big water bottle. Great. I am just going to mix some
1: of the shrimp-infused water into that. So are you You can't see the podium right now, Dr. Y?
2: Uh, I think I am kind of pacing back and forth angrily in the, the general area of the studio, but it would not, it would definitely be possible to slip in while I'm turned away.
1: Okay, uh, so I think you've you poisoned his water and fixed his notes, um...
2: I'm just
0: going to add one last bit to the end of his notes, uh, and it's just going to say, oh, I'm, let me think of exactly what I want it to say, uh... All things in this world are governed by such reactions. Two things coming together to create something special. Uh, brackets. Take sip of water. Closed brackets. <laughs> uh, and then I am going to leave the room, kind of like give a little nod to Gwen. And uh, I guess I'll just wait elsewhere for him to uh, resume his activity.
1: Dr. Y, the uh, employee has come back to you with the flashlight. He's put some, like, filters on it to make it work the way that you want it to work. (laughs) And uh, Gwen gives you a thumbs up, saying the lights are good. We're ready to begin filming
2: again. I think he's like, okay, great, thanks. You found them? They work? Yeah, yeah, I'll show you. It's right here. Yeah, it it works. Yeah, he, like, tests them and uh, sees that they work how he wants it. Okay, great. Next time I tell you you're fired, you get to get here. He reaches into his pocket and pulls out a get-out-of-jail-free card, but it's got Dr. Y's uh, cartoon face on it instead of the Monopoly man. Here, just give me this.
1: Uh, Thank you, sir.
2: Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Uh, And he goes back over to uh, the podium, and uh, yeah, after things settle down, yeah, the filming starts back up, and um, I don't remember the exact words Maxie was writing. I didn't realize I would need to repeat them back, but, you know, he's like, he goes through the whole thing, he demonstrates bad color theory to the kids, and then just says, yeah, all things work this way. Uh, two indes- independent things coming together to create something better. And he takes a drink of his water. Max, you gave me an assassinate roll. I will do this. All right, that is a five on the dice. Okie okay,
1: doke. I think you got some good uh, goods perks on this one. You got plus one from Hydrophile, of course. attempt to look like an accident. You're nowhere near the target.
0: Does it count if he says the cool line on my behalf? Yeah. Okay. Sick.
1: You create the conditions for that line to be said. Uh, Any minuses? I mean, nobody wants this
0: guy to live. I'm pretty sure. So. Yep.
1: Nobody wants this guy to live. Yes. I don't think there's any minuses. So that's five plus four.
0: I mean, if this counts as a moment of triumph, because he got his shit right.
1: <laughs> Yo, I'd say so. Like he, he's feeling good after finally doing it the way that he wanted it to do.
0: Yeah. Then yeah, I think that's a ten exactly.
1: Doctor
2: Y. Yeah,
1: you're 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 actually for once feeling okay with your job. Mm-hmm. You were able to educate these children and how things really work, not the way that they were lied to elsewhere.
2: Yeah, and I got you know I blew up some steam, uh, yelling at the customer service person with the flashlight company.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and as you take your sip of water, you can feel the uh, shrimp essence starting to cause a reaction in you as your throat seizes up and you can no longer breathe.
2: Yeah, I think I immediately spit the water out, but it's already too late. I collapse, gasping for air. I start just um, convulsing and trying to reach for the EpiPen I've got around my leg, uh, but I can't control my actions enough to actually reach for it, and I am looking around wildly for somebody else. They've been trained on this. They know what to do. Uh, But all of my employees are just sort of standing back, hesitating and watching as I slowly die.
1: and this is your last memory as you can feel the uh chip inside you activate and start to upload your mind to the servers beneath the museum
2: yeah deep below the museum i think yeah uh, a light flips on on a machine and uh a speaker crackles to life and it just says uh all of them are fucking fired
1: Idolon Playtest is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com, as well as patreon.com slash Playtest. You can follow us on Twitter at Eidolon Playtest. You can follow Ty at Sirius Tiberius, Maxi at Max Knightley, Luke at SSJ Speed Racer, Iris at Stilts the GM, and Crystal at Arcane Crystal. World of Assassination will be back next week, on April 4th for Patreon subscribers and April 11th for everyone
3: else. See you then!